Hello everybody, welcome back for another video, hope you're all doing well, and that you're all having a fantastic day as always, likes, comments, and subscriptions are appreciated, as they do help out the channel immensely, welcome back to another News I Missed where I go over News I Missed, and without further ado, let's jump right into it, Uniswap. The decentralized exchange has blocked 253 crypto addresses over the last four months that it worked with with TRM Labs, which is a blockchain analytics firm. The reason behind the blocking was tied to connections with stolen funds. This makes it the first ever time Uniswap has actively disclosed data, which is related to wallet blacklisting. The stolen funds were related to transaction mixing services that included Tornado Cash, which was received as, which received a sanction, there we go, from the U.S. Treasury. The data recognizing embezzlements was furnished on GitHub. Who wrote this? Furnished on GitHub by Uniswap software engineer Jordan Frankfurt. According to Yearn Finance developer Banteg, who had posted a tweet which comprised that Uniswap had blocked 253 crypto addresses. It stated in one of the tweets, Uniswap has provided an unusual level of transparency, Banteg said in regard to front-end censoring via TRM Labs. Uniswap has recently struck a partnership with TRM Labs this year in the beginning, okay? <laughs> and the organization is responsible for blacklisting crypto addresses, which are linked to sanctions and crypto-related illegal activities. This is... Uh, or this was, at least, um, a very popular news article when this was released. Can anyone tell me why? I think a lot of people are finally beginning to understand whether they will care or not is another thing. Beginning to understand the actual means of decentralization and what it means to be able to censor something. If you are able to, in a decentralized manner have a group of people who decide that they can block transactions on your protocol, this is no longer decentralized. This is normally used as a way for the community to come together to be able to vote on what action should actually be taking place on a blockchain or on a protocol. There are so many projects, cryptocurrencies, DeFi, Web3, all these things that have popped up that have been created by companies, which a lot of people are now so shocked about that are blocking their transactions, freezing their transactions, taking their money away, whatever the actual case might be, and these people are screaming loudly in the streets, you're decentralized. You're a decentralized exchange. You're a dApp. You're a decentralized application. How is this possible at all? I've told you all for a number of years the idea of actual decentralization is something that goes with the word immutable. The word is mute, to silence something. Immutable means you cannot silence it. It happens on your network or happens wherever, whether you want it to or not, because you have a properly decentralized platform. What we're seeing is, it's not only regulators, but it's also companies and banks who are desperately trying to get into or already in the space. And they are now telling other companies and corporations within the cryptocurrency space what they can and cannot do with their protocols. Part of the issue is, is that the easy way to figure out uh, who is actually decentralized is by seeing who the government has contacted 
and then who afterwards begins to block transactions. Uniswap and many of these other protocols simply called themselves decentralized exchanges, but there are a handful of people who control everything on the actual protocol. This will become a major issue as we move forward into the future and more people become confused by this idea of Web3 and decentralization, and they believe that they can do with their money as they so please, but they are in for a very surprising awakening awakening in the future uh, when they realize that these companies and corporations who control Uniswap and many other places will at some point probably freeze their funds, stop using their funds, take their funds with them. Do you remember this was two maybe two or three weeks ago, there was another company, um, one of the companies that dissolved recently. Over the course of this year, they had all the cryptocurrencies and all the other yada, yada, yada. They were like a holding platform. I forgot exactly. I don't remember their name. It's like so many things that have collapsed because of nonsense this year. And one of the clauses inside of their, uh, you know, contract, you know, like, you know, read these five pages before you get with us. Uh, said something along the lines of, if you give us your money to hold, it is in essence ours until you take it back. So one of their lawyer's arguments were, well, during the time of our economic collapse, we were holding their funds, but as we held it, it was ours, and therefore we can do with it as we so wish. So yeah, um, oh, this is happening a lot right now. There are a lot of attempts to stop a lot of coin mixing protocols. People are using the mixers for whatever reason. I'm sure many of them are quite nefarious in nature, if you will. Um, It's just more of a, I would prefer if a lot of these companies and corporations within the cryptocurrency space were kind of outright honest from the very beginning and said, hey, uh, we are not decentralized at all. We can block all your transactions. You will not be able to do anything that we cannot see and that we cannot stop. Uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, hey, y- you know. Anyway, the point is, that's the Uniswap news. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, people think that this won't affect them. It's going to affect you, I promise. Uh, and it's going to happen in the worst possible way. And a lot of people will not be able to get their money out of a lot of different protocols. You've seen what's been happening already this year. So, that's the Uniswap news. And yeah. Let's move on. And in uh, popular, ambiguous news, I'm not really sure what any of this is supposed to mean. Three months after being elected into power, the Australian Labour Party has finally broken its silence on how it's planning to approach crypto regulation. Treasurer Jim Chalmers announced a token mapping exercise which was one of the 12 recommendations in a Senate inquiry report last year on Australia as a technology and financial center. The report was warmly welcomed by the, was it? By the industry, which has been anxiously waiting to see if the Australian Labor Party government would embrace it. Aimed at being conducted before the end of the year, the token, the token mapping exercise is expected to help identify how crypto assets and related services should be regulated and inform future regulatory decisions. Cointelegraph understands that Treasury will also undertake work on some of the other recommendations in the future, including a licensing framework for crypto asset service providers dealing in non-financial product crypto assets, appropriate requirements to safeguard the consumer crypto asset custody, 
and a review of the decentralized autonomous organization company style structure. So, one, I don't, this is, maybe I'm, maybe because I'm not from Australia. Do you guys map things quite often? And, I, and I'm not saying that in a joking manner. This this was very popular news because uh, it gave wind that uh, the Australian government, parliament, people in charge would be uh, making or creating regulation for cryptocurrencies. The, the news, however, all over the place is that they plan on mapping out stuff. That doesn't really explain what they plan on doing. It, it, it sounds like they've told people that they're trying to figure out a way to regulate it as opposed to simply saying we're going to regulate the, the cryptocurrency market, but they're using the token mapping as a different way. Does this simply mean that they are going to be uh, de declaring that some coins like America are commodities or securities or shouldn't be controlled or can't be controlled, like in Bitcoin's case? Or are they going to announce taxation rules? Like, what's the... And I don't understand why so many places have taken this long. I, I still assume that many places have been looking to see what America was going to do. They realized America has done nothing in the last seven years when it comes to cryptocurrencies, and now they're trying to figure out and stumbling into the darkness by doing this themselves, as opposed to just simply being like, they're crypto, they're money, you can use it for free when you buy stuff as long as it's under a thousand Australian dollars. We will tax any transaction that happens over this. If you happen to make more than 15000 per year in crypto, you have an X amount of tax. It seems super easy, but governments, I don't know why this is so difficult for them. I know a large part of it has to do with the fact that they've had indications before, and we know very well, that a lot of people are shifting over to cryptocurrencies in many different ways, whether it be for usage or investing or what have you. And governments, I guess, fear losing some type of power, but they have to regulate it at some point if they want to gain some kind of control because people aren't going to continue waiting forever. People will continue to buy and use these cryptocurrencies, whether governments tell them to or not, as we've seen in many other uh, different countries around the world. So... Um, cool. I don't know how I'm supposed to really take this news. I think it would just make a lot more sense to just have basic frameworks for everything and you can work on more complicated things like decentralized autonomous or, or, or organizations later on because a lot of these things, the actual true decentralized things, governments can't control them in any way. The, the, the most they can do is simply scream loud enough and say that X is under sanctions what have you, and you know, it's illegal to use all of these things, but besides that, they're kind of at like a really weird walking into a wall crossword, crossword, crossroads, it's either you block this and say it's terrible, or you allow it and simply tax it, but yeah, this was popular news, and I, and I didn't get it because it's so ambiguous, the first government in the world is set to re review the characteristics of cryptocurrencies as part of the, they all do the exact same thing, and don't lie to me and suck your teeth and say that they don't. They do the exact same thing. You can use them all as a payment method. Some of them are slow. Some of them are kind of fast. You can have ICOs and STOs on every single one of them. You can all make another chain on every single protocol. You can have another side chain. You can have a, a thing wrapped around it. They can all have NFTs and you can all, if you want to, build another side chain that allows them to have a metaverse. Did I miss anything? They can all have smart contracts. Bitcoin even has basic Terrible, but basic smart contracts as well. They all do the exact same thing. It's just a matter of which coin sounds better to you or which coin you fell into first. So, very odd. I still don't get why this was popular. <clears throat> but I hope it works out for them. 
That's the um, Australia is going to have a token map. Right. News. And yeah. Let's move on. Also in very stupid news, as per the latest reports, the Ministry of Strategy and Finance is looking to introduce a new gift tax on airdrops for crypto assets in South Korea. Earlier the other day, on the 22nd of August, the ministry was responding to a tax law interpretation for freely transferable transferable cryptocurrencies and whether they can implement the gift tax for the same. A spokesperson of the Ministry of Finance said the free transfer of assets is a gift under the Inheritance and Gift Tax Act. In this case, a gift tax will be levied on the third party to whom the virtual asset is transferred free of charge. Basically, if someone sends you something, you get taxed on it. Airdrops are quite popular in the crypto space, wherein a platform rewards the holder of its native digital assets. Airdrops specifically happen at a time of hard forking. What? No, they don't. They happen all the time. You can tell how many people have like just gotten into the cryptocurrency space. Airdrops happen for anything. Airdrops can happen for a cryptocurrency project that says, you've been holding our coins for a year. Here's something. There are tons of NFTs that do. If you are holding three NFTs, we will give you an extra NFT. There are tons of airdrops for if someone says, hey... Uh, We have a new cryptocurrency project coming out, and it's based off of the amount of cryptocurrency that you're holding for this asset. If you hold a certain... It's not just for hard forking. We've seen them for every other coin before. If you hold X amount of Bitcoin, you will get X amount of Bitcoin cash. If you hold X amount of Bitcoin cash, you will get X amount of Bitcoin cash, Satoshi's vision. If you are holding X amount of so-and-so, you will. this is how it, it typically works. The issue being is that a lot of governments are so greedy and they're trying to figure out how to tax every single thing in in this system. But one of two things is going to happen. One, people aren't going to pay attention to it and simply just won't declare the things that were airdropped to them. Or B, what's B? It's usually just A. And I'm not saying it once again from like, you know, a, a fist in the air standpoint. If you are getting something for free, why would you... It just doesn't make a lot of sense. The other really weird part is that within the cryptocurrency space, people can kind of gift you or give you whatever. So, for instance, uh, there are a lot of countries who, do, who are trying to decide if they should have a tax on airdrops at all because sometimes they could be unwarranted. So, if you want an airdrop from, let's say, Ethereum XOXO and you have to hold a certain amount of Ether, you would be buying up Ether in order to get the airdrop of XOXO. What if at some point you're simply sitting at home and you look inside of your cryptocurrency wallet and someone has airdropped you five NFTs and three Bitcoin? You didn't ask for that, but it's simply there. And now, guess what? You have to pay taxes on it. What if you don't have the money to actually pay for the things that you received? So you have to cash out of them. Well, guess what? You cashed out of them into your local currency. That's another taxed event that you also are going to have to pay for. A lot of times people within the cryptocurrency space even know this. And they were, this is what Coinbase was talking about years ago. They were saying the part of the problem is, is that anyone can airdrop something. They can know that if you get in trouble for getting an airdrop in some sort of way, depending on what country you're in, imagine your wallet simply receiving 10 NFTs and 10 pieces of cryptocurrency where you just got in trouble. 
The same exact thing happened for a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there were a lot of people who were being blocked from different protocols because they had interacted with, at some point, Tornado Cash. Remember when I was telling you about clean and dirty coins? So a clean coin is a coin that just has come out of the protocol, just come out of the Bitcoin machine. A dirty coin is maybe something that's been around for 11, 12 years, has been around for a while. It's been held by hundreds of different wallets, and at some point, some of those wallets did something illegal. Cool, got it. If at some point you use any service like Tornado Cash or something like it, some other mixer, and threw your coins into there or someone else threw their coins into there, came out and had the the end address of having been on Tornado Cash and you received those coins, well, guess what, buddy boy? You just got in trouble. That's part of the problem. So even like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, there were a lot of cryptocurrency, prominent cryptocurrency people within the space uh, and they know their address. They were receiving airdrops or money from other people that had touched Tornado Cash and they were then restricted from using other platforms. See, all it takes is one bad actor to kind of ruin it for everyone in every single possible way. But also like the idea of like inheritance tax also doesn't, this is just me personally, I I felt this way for a number of years. I know that a lot of people don't like, under, how do I say this? The idea of an inheritance tax is usually something that applies to very rich people. So the idea is, uh, grandmama has passed and she has left you... Uh, three houses, $5 million, and a bag of jewelry. Amazing. Part of the problem is that in many countries, you have to pay like a 25 to 50% tax on everything you just received. How are you paying a gigantic tax on these properties that you just received, all this money and art you just received, and all these jewels? You have to sell it, which then creates another taxable event for you to be able to pay for another tax that you didn't even ask for. You didn't ask for her to pass. That's simply your money that you were given to by someone else. The, the, the whole idea of an inheritance tax has never sat right with me. It just always seems a little weird, the idea of uh, not only did I pay taxes my entire life, I have passed on, and now my offspring have to continue paying taxes on something that they didn't even... It's all very, very weird. So, yeah, apparently, I think the numbers... Where is it? If I, scroll, I think it's between 10... Yes, between 10 to 50%. On airdrops. I I don't understand why it's so difficult to manage crypto for governments. At what point did they not understand? Like, no one is having any talks with these governments to tell them that this is a bad idea or people will simply not listen. Just out of fear of wanting to keep their own money and also fear of having done something wrong. Imagine you get something that you didn't realize that you... Imagine even someone airdropping something to you in an old address that you did not know about. An old cryptocurrency address you haven't paid attention to in a while. You check that address in 2027 and you see that back in 2019, you had half a million dollars airdropped to you. Well, guess what? Guess who's not going to believe you at all that eight years ago you got free money and you simply didn't declare it? It's so it's so nonsensical. Like even the idea of like taxing crypto itself seems relatively logical. We tax stocks, we tax a whole bunch of other ridiculous things that also should not be taxed, but cool. Hey government, I made 340,000 this year in crypto. That's awesome. Did you have it for short term or long term? Long term. Here's your taxation rate. Bam. Period. Done. How do you tax gifts? What if people don't know about the gift? 
What if they didn't want the gift? Do they have to send the gift back to the address from whence it came? Why are people being penalized? It's, it's so stupid. I hate this. It's, it's, anyway, the point is, I'm sure you can tell my frustration. It's just so weird. Like, I don't get why governments have such a difficult, even like with the Australia thing. You're going to make a crypto map? What does that even mean? Just, just, just give people numbers. Give people proper regulation. Why has it taken the SEC in America 13 years to give any crypto regulation, which they still have not done? They're just going after companies telling them that, that, that they've done something wrong. What have I done wrong? You didn't give me an, out, an outline for what should and should not be done. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. That's the uh, South Korean 10 to 50%. How stupid. Tax on airdrop news. It just does not make any sense. I, I worry about the world so much because there's such a huge level of incompetence from so many places around the world. Like, it is absolutely terrifyingly staggering how often this kind of news enters the space. Like what are like what what are people supposed to do? Okay. That's that news. Moving on. Yeah. I hope you I I, I didn't expect to rant, but it's it was it was well warranted. It's so dumb. There's so many things that I, I don't get like if you are really if you want to get this space under control as a government, just tax it. Just even the, the what was the news that we, we wow the news that we had a couple of days ago was that um, Binance was trying to receive a a letter or something like that to be able to do business in somewhere in the states and it cost two million dollars to get the paperwork done and apparently it took years to get the paperwork back. You mean to tell me I paid two million dollars for you to give me a stamp of approval on something? And Margaret and Margaret in accounting couldn't have come over just to read the paperwork really quick. It took two years and two million dollars to get it done. Why does everything work like this? Why does nothing make sense? I do hope that they all got into that one bus. Wow, that's full. I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a great day. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, commenting, and or supporting. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.